0: Hello and welcome to One Controller Port Podcast, Episode Twenty Eight. I'm here as your host, Benjamin Yoder, um, talking to you about video games, probably. Um, there's actually some some things I'm kind of interested in this week. It's not <laughs> super common that I have a ton of news stories I can really look at. Um, I usually can find like two or one. Like one that I feel really good about, then like two that I'm like, okay, yeah, and I guess that's true in this week too, but I've, I've got three things, three things uh we will probably cut some of them short, uh, but I'll start with the the most exciting biggest news for me this week, and that is uh Valkyria Chronicles 4 uh very surprising. I did not expect to see this so soon. Uh, just as a reminder if you're not a, a fan of the Valkyria Chronicles series, um. Uh, Valkyria Revolution, just like a, a, a spin-off title, just came out earlier this year. Even in Japan, I think it was January this year. Um, and then, so it was kind of surprised to see them say, "Oh, here's Valkyria Chronicles Four now." Welcome. <laughs> um, but it's—I'm guessing—I'm guessing this was the timeline of things because, uh, hey, heads up! Apparently, Valkyria Chronicles Four is ninety percent complete. That's crazy considering the other game just came out earlier this year. Uh, I will have to find the source for that again. I don't remember exactly where. I think it was a Silicon Era article, but I'll double check. I'll uh, put the source in the description of where I where I got that from. But um, yeah, so Valkyria Revolution came out earlier this year. So I'm guessing what happened uh, was after Valkyria Chronicles 3 came out on the PSP and uh, let's see what year that was. Valkyria Chronicles 3, which I have not played through yet. Oh, I want to. Uh, so, Valkyria Chronicles 3 came out in 2011. And as far as I know, there were no other releases after that until this year um, with Valkyria Revolution. But I'm guessing at some point, Sega had planned to reboot the series. Because, hey, Valkyria Chronicles is a, it's a, good, series. It's a good series. And that's when they started working on Valkyria Revolution. Uh, at the same time, uh, they re-released Valkyria Chronicles 1 on, on PS4 and PC. And... It did a. I remember at the time them being like, "Whoa, this did a lot better than we expected it to." Um, I think maybe they just thought it was gonna be a quick and easy cr- like cash grab thing, real quick. But then we're kind of surprised by the the amount of uh, of sales they ended up getting, or response to it they ended up getting. Um, and then so, but Valkyria Chronicles or Valkyrie Revolution was probably already in development as like a reboot. And then so they eventually decided to do Valkyria Chronicles 4 because the first game did well. Here I am making my own story of how this probably happened. But uh, that's that's my best guess. Is that basically Valkyria Revolution was going to happen no matter what. But now Valkyria Chronicles 4 is happening because Valkyria Chronicles 1 did so well on PC and PS4. So I'm excited. Uh, my, my biggest concern... I mean, I, with every game announcement, I always have a lot of questions. Um, and my biggest concern um, is... Valkyria Chronicles 2, which is probably my favorite Valkyria Chronicles so far, um, out of the three I've played. Um, Valkyria Chronicles 2 is a game that I feel like was made better by being put on the PSP. I don't know how much they would have changed the Valkyria Chronicles formula if they didn't have to because of the PSP's limitations. Uh, and surprisingly those limitations the PSP put on, on that game uh, made it better in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, it divided up all the areas in the game and then like limited the number of units that you could have placed at times. Uh, and it made it surprisingly more strategic in a lot of ways. I mean, you didn't get the large scale battles like you did in the first game in terms of, like, here's one big open area. But, um, but I didn't feel like these smaller areas particularly hurt the uh, combat in the game. I, I think that it, it was, each of those areas were kind of the perfect size of every class was useful, you know, the tanks, the shock troopers, even snipers and things like that. Uh, there wasn't really like a wasted space or anything like that, where I think you could say, it's been a long time playing Valkyrie Chronicles 1, but I think you could say there were times where things were so far off in Valkyrie Chronicles Ones it essentially didn't matter um what was going on but uh yeah and then just like story-wise there was um because everything was based around this school and that you would go but go to missions from the school you know, like this kind of central hub uh they they had a lot more opportunity to let you explore the story with the side characters more where in the first game there was definitely a a main plot that i would say was probably stronger than Valkyrie chronicles 2 but the other characters surrounding that plot um, didn't really matter. I mean, they had a lot of personality on the battlefields, which was great. Um, but, but story-wise, they just didn't get a lot of time. Uh, it was pretty much like, oh, here's this character. Uh, I like their voice acting in the cutscenes or in the, uh, in the battles. I like their, um, you know, what, what short quips they have at times, but they never really played a, a significant role. So I never played Valkyrie Chronicles 3 to see how, how they took to, and then, uh, you know, changed it in any ways to make it more more unique or like to kind of push the series forward so so I really don't have any context for how the Valkyria Chronicles series has evolved outside of that jump from 1 to 2 which evolved from necessity um, and Valkyria Revolution is kind of its own weird thing um, I, I probably like Valkyria Revolution more than I should but nothing about it marks it as like a particularly good game (laughs) i might do something on it at some point because i'm so conflicted about how i feel about it um there are some interesting things in there and actually i actually kind of like the main plot quite a bit it takes a while get going but i there there are aspects and like concepts around the main plot that i really like um but but it's definitely the weakest of all all the games I've played so far. So I need to find at some point a way to play Valkyrie Chronicles 3. I was originally like, "Oh, well I'll be I'll, I'll like I'll beat Valkyrie Revolution this weekend," uh, which I was going to try to do, but as I play it, I'm like, "Oh, this probably isn't going to happen just cuz it's taking a lot longer than I thought to get through this stuff." Um but as for Valkyrie Chronicles 3, I was going to like okay, maybe like early 2018, but if the game's at if Valkyrie Chronicles 4 is 90% complete, that's probably going to be too much Valkyria Chronicles for me between between now and and 2018. Uh, so depending on when four actually comes out, I think I don't know if they've uh, actually put like a window of release. Um, but depending on when Valkyria Chronicles four comes out, I, I may do four first, then end up rolling back to three. Um, but if if you like the original Valkyria Chronicles um and you haven't played 2 i i highly recommend it. it i think on the surface level it's easy to kind of write it off because it is like oh we're a bunch of high school kids in a military academy you know very very kind of like traditional anime slice of life kind of setup but i think how it handles it is really well um and so I, I would highly recommend Valkyrie Chronicles 2. Uh, be careful about playing it on a TV, though, because whew, that game was not meant to be seen blown up on a TV. <laughs> uh, PSP or Vita are probably your best shots on playing that. But hey, you could be, you could make yourself suffer and see all the weird dithering they do in that game. Uh, if you blow up on a TV and go like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting that that's how they, how they made that, that look that way. But also, on a 40-inch TV, this is burning my eyes. <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, I also really like Avon. I'm a huge fan of Vice from Skies of Arcadia and Avon is basically Vice if he was hot-headed and had a short temper, which is not a bad thing. I like that That's it's not a bad thing. Oh. Uh kind of another um game that I I don't really know. So there's apparently an anime. It's called Or Manga Called uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I have no idea what this is. Uh, the first time I heard about this series is when I saw the trailer for the game, uh, and then like a few months ago they put a trailer out, and I th- I thought some of the concepts were kind of interesting between like you know one of the characters apparently being huge like this big giant person, um, but I don't think they really showed any gameplay. I think there's a lot of CG or like some very minimal gameplay in that original Seven Deadly Sins trailer. Um, but the, recently they put out a trailer that looks a lot more, that that is mostly gameplay. I mean, there's some CG stuff at the start, but, um, it looks basically like a Gundam versus game. (laughs) Uh, you can do one-on-one or two V2 and you select these characters and you're, you're kind of stuck locked on to, um, to each other. Um, and you're just like in this arena battling each other. And I'm, from what I understand about Gundam versus, it's a game a lot about timing and like. Juking, it's very much like a, a fighting game, as far as I know. I'm not a big fighting game fan. Well, okay, let me let me correct that. I like fighting games. I have no idea how to play fighting games beyond like here's this basic button combination to hit this <laughs> guy. I I don't I don't really know anything about like spacing or like you know my, like playing mind games and things like that in fighting games. Uh, and it seems like versus is, is built around that. So this game has that uh, very much that style of. Um, Kind of like, it's like a, it's not, it's in, it's like an arena fighter almost for your, you're running around this arena and you have full 3d control, but you're always locked on to an opponent. And if you have two, two opponents, uh, you can like switch between locking onto each of them. Um, but visually it looks, it looks really nice. Um, the environments look really good. Uh, I'd say the characters are kind of, uh, plain looking, uh, but I mean, I don't really expect too much out of Something that was pulled directly from an anime or manga in terms of the character design um I think I think inevitably what happens is you know you have these characters in a very that are pulled directly from an anime or manga is that they're kind of flat shaded in in most those, those mediums that they're in, so when you pull them over to video games, they look kind of um plain uh versus like an anime style game which i think because you're not working off this source material that is a a kind of like very flat how it looks um you you can do a bit more character models i'm speaking out of my ass that's what i'm doing right now (laughs) um but yeah it looked pretty neat um i don't know if i'll play it It comes out in february here i'm surprised it's localized since i've never heard of seven deadly sins i assume it's popular to some extent sometimes with like anime and manga i I, I don't really know what's popular i like this uh some mangas written called like Sa- salmon kun kun something like that it's like it's the summoner series and it's got a really cute look i really like the character expressions and like reactions in that in that manga and i've seen a, a japanese fan base from it i actually found out about it through um the uh if you ever read my scum of the brave article there's this uh <laughs> this artist who worked on it or i think actually developed the whole thing um that uh that, uh, followed a bunch of people with it. Um, and so I followed them because they had this whole weird thing with pizza and me. You can go read the article I mentioned at the end of the article, what happened. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I just don't know what's really popular. I think Salmon might be popular, but I, I might not be sure at all, really. I read mostly manga more than anything, and I don't see a lot of people talk about manga very often. Um, or at least not as often as, like, anime. <sighs> but, yeah. I I forgot if I said it, but I probably will never play Seven Deadly Sins. But I think it looks kind of cool. And if I had the opportunity, I would um, play it. I I think I... I like Gundam to some extent. Um, and I like the idea of a game like Gundam Versus. I played Gotcha Force on the GameCube back in the day. Um, but it just never really... Never really... That gameplay style hasn't really stuck with me. And I really I haven't experienced enough games in that gameplay style to really feel confident. Because Gotcha Force is really the only one I've ever played. Uh, and I played some ver- very brief amount of uh, Gundam Versus at the GameStop Expo. Uh, one quick thing I'm going to try to shove in here before I move on to my favorite segment. Um, the Closers is getting localized into America. Uh, if you don't know what The Closers is, it's a, a uh, Korean beat 'em up game um i came out like three four years ago at this point in uh korea i'm not sure if it re- went to any other markets uh it's kind of nice style it reminds me a lot of um i don't think persona is the right word or <laughs> the right word persona is now a word rather than just the name of a thing um yeah, I, I don't know it's kind of like a the only way i can describe it is it's like a uh, kind of like a f- futuristic fashion kind of thing. I don't think it's particularly anything unique. Anyways, I'm not getting anywhere with that. But I will say it's like a 2D up I assume it's free-to-play to some extent. Um, or like subscription-based, maybe. Uh, and it's got a nice style to it. It's got a nice clean look to it. It is kind of old, so it, does, it doesn't look like the greatest thing ever. And I think it's free-to-play, so it's also kind of got a budget to some extent. Um, but yeah, it's just like a 2D beat-em-up, and it looks... Pretty pretty interesting, you have a lot of characters you can choose from. Um I think more than anything it's just the presentation of it. I don't know if it's an online beat em up. I know there's some like uh beat 'em ups where you can play online with other people, even like something like Dragon's Crown or something like that. Um but yeah, I did a bad job of explaining what the closers is. I will link something in the description so you can look at it yourself, but I think it's got a nice style to it. And I can't even explain that style, so what a waste of time. I'm glad I put it at the end and was like, I'm just going to blow through this because apparently I couldn't describe it. (laughs) But what we are going to do now is we're going to open that cookie. Open that fortune cookie. I got Flicky on GameCube. Um, That's that bird game. It's in the Sonic Mega Collection. I have nothing to say about Flicky. also I got Puyo Boa Tetris which shouldn't be in there because I've never played Puyo Puyo Tetris uh this fortune cookie segment is gonna have some problems at some point when I forget what games I've already talked about and just talk about the same games again <laughs> I also need to update my backlog already. I've not been keeping track of it and it's for like six months and I desperately need to fill it back in uh but I got a game Echo Knight for the PlayStation 1 um Echo Knight is uh, a from software game. It's built off the uh, shoot. What's it called? Uh, King King's Knight. King's Knight from software. That doesn't seem right. Nope, that's not it. Shoot. Uh, from software. King Kingsfield. The uh, it's based off the Kingsfield engine, uh, so it's a very slow and pacing like pro- <laughs> plotting game. Uh, except for where Kingsfield is an action RPG, uh, Echo Knight is like a point and click adventure. Uh, you basically, you're you're this guy on this uh, ghost ship, and you're walking around solving puzzles and stuff. Um, and I think what I like most about it is it has this very uh very kind of like dark and eerie style it's it is a a i think some way supposed to be like kind of a horror game it's not really um but you're basically on this boat going around and you're like turning on lights and stuff and turning on generators to to kind of keep the ghosts away but uh there's also there's 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 a handful of bad ghosts that uh show up but there's also most of the ghosts are actually good ghosts they're just people trying to kind of move on uh, from their 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 existence, um, so what you do is you go and you solve these uh, ghosts' problems, and then you get to kind of see a snippet of their life and how they ended up in a point of being in 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 regret, and then so how you how you solve their stuff lets them kind of like rest in peace. Um, the voice acting is pretty. Um, <laughs> I would say it's bad, but I think what's most interesting about it is it's everything. Everyone's kind of got this like, uh, like groaning kind of sound to their voice. They're like, oh, my wife Maria left me. Oh, Maria. Um, uh, or something like that. Uh, it, everyone just sounds miserable. <laughs> but I really like it. Um, also, it has probably one of the most like interesting, um, Man, I don't know how to talk about this without just giving it away. Shoot, ah, oh, what should I say? So there's this part in the game. I'm I'm just gonna give it away. It's an old game, but like, oh man i I hope you never play. If you do, I'm gonna I would like to say maybe just skip the rest of this podcast because after this, I'm just gonna plug shit. Um, so there's this part in this game where you you uh, fall in this uh this tomb. And uh, you find the, the, uh, like the, the graveyard keeper down there. And he's like, oh, uh, what are you doing down here? You shouldn't be down here. Let me lead you out. And so you, you follow him. And um, you're going through this tomb. And then at the, at the, you get to this path. And he goes, okay, follow this path. And uh, you'll find a, a, a ladder to uh, let you out. Or something along those lines. It's basically, like this path is the way out. So you start going down this path, and then you realize as you get to the end of this path that there's no no way to get out. It's the, it's a dead end. And you turn around, and as you turn around, you see that the the gravekeeper is like coming into the path with you, and he now has a knife. <laughs> so he's like cornered you and is like planning on stabbing you and when you're actually playing it it looks ridiculous because the the game is just so slow and and like like just everything in that game just moves at like a slug's pace um but just it's it's just interesting i just thought that was a really interesting moment in terms of what's like this guy is trying to sit here, like, oh, I'm gonna help you, and then you turn around and he's just like, no, I'm gonna knife you. Get ready, and you get, I th- you pretty much just walk by him, and then you you basically are walking around this tomb trying to escape while this guy very slowly walks at you with a knife, uh, and then eventually you find a ladder to get out. Um, I think eventually at some point in the story you might kill him, but there's a lot of things that go on. It's a lot of jumping into other people's bodies and like ending up in different environments because the the, the the kind of the main hub is the boat. But as you as you help these people you get teleported into the scenes of where they 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 had their tragedy happen essentially. Um so yeah, Echo Knight. It's a it's a neat game. I like it a lot. Um, you know, even if even if that's not really <laughs> that's not really much of a spoiler, just kind of like a this funny mo or not funny, but like a really cool moment, I think, in that game. Um But yeah, uh check it out and live your life I guess I say check it out but no none of you're gonna check it out that's okay I, I everyone tells me to play games and I'm like oh yeah maybe eventually it's like oh you really should play Persona and I'm like yeah, maybe. <laughs> one day I was gonna play Persona 5 and then now it's just like oh I still haven't Gotten through Final Fantasy 15. I'm working on Valkyria Revolution. It's taking longer than I thought it would. Uh, Xenoblade 2 is coming out next month. And then Tokyo Xanadu is coming out. And then um, uh, I've had a couple friends recommend me Blue Reflection. And that game looks really nice. Um, And I want to get to it. I just don't know if I'm going to. Says man who plays Venus Vacation. uh, In some of his free time. (laughs) Like the most non-video game video game. Of all. That's it for this week. Uh, I lied about that long form video being long. Apparently it's actually not that long. It's like seven minutes long. So, whoops. That's what I get for for recording a script like two months ago and then not doing anything with it. You forget how long it actually is. Uh, But I do have an article coming up this this week. Um, It was originally going to come out last week. But then I was like, oh, whoops, that's Thanksgiving. Um, So, I got an article coming out this week. And then after that, I'm going to have the video going up. Um, So, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy them. Both of them are... um, are uh, Japanese indie titles, so hopefully, hopefully, you learn something new from them, uh, and maybe you'll try them out. Maybe give them a shot. One of them, I don't think you're going to like, even want to give a shot. But I love it. It's a good game. It's it, It's not a good. Game. Next week, you'll be okay. The week after that, I don't know. You might look at it and go like, "Oh, this ain't for me." Um, but that's it. That's all that's all. I'm done with this podcast right now. Uh I'm ending it. So sleep well. Um and end your night tonight well. Good job.